In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. Hey everybody, it's Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I am in Portland, Oregon today with this edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast, where Atlanta United has defeated the Portland Timbers 2 to nothing here at beautiful... Providence Park on August 18th. The goals were scored by Leandro Gonzalez-Perez and Joseph Martinez. Very different skills required to score the goals. Um, I'm joined, as always, by Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM and SoccerDownHere.net. Let me take care of a couple of quick housekeeping things before I get Jason's thoughts. The wind pushes Atlanta United into first in the MLS East with 45 points and I think uh, eight games remaining uh, starting Friday at Orlando. Uh, Joseph Martinez's goal extended his league record to 11 consecutive games, and it was 13 across all competitions. And Atlanta United has now won seven of its last eight across all competitions and snapped its six-game road losing streak in MLS. Jason, what did you make of this 2-0 win? Well... I saw you at the airport this morning at, what time was that? I don't know. A long time ago? (laughs) Yeah, early. (laughs) And and now we're finishing the day out here. Um, It's a massive win. It's a massive week. And I think for the team to be able to get a big league win at home against NYC last weekend, then raise their game to another level against Club America and deal with a different type of intensity they probably hadn't seen since... Red Bulls playoff series because the the final last year didn't have the intensity that the Campiones Cup did because Atlanta got the the first goal and it they felt comfortable and then you ride that momentum and yeah it's a trophy and and you're celebrating it like it's a cup final and then you have a, a regen day you travel you play this you get a goal kind of a sloppy goal but you get a goal then you don't get a penalty which still blows my mind. But then it doesn't matter. You have a, an outstanding goal to open the second half, and you see it out. You had 19 shots tonight, played well in spurts, didn't dominate the whole game because this is a tough place to do that. But that's a big win. That's maybe the best win of 2019 in league play. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say that. I thought that they were. I said maybe. I thought the defense was really, really sloppy in the first half, and Brad thought that they were under siege a little bit in the second half. No, there were uh, it definitely wasn't, It wasn't a lockdown effort. The, but we described it as there were waves. There were waves of control in this one yeah. where Atlanta would have you know three, four chances in a row, and then Portland would get the better of it. I was really impressed, and it was something we talked about on the full-time report with Brad Kazan tonight in terms of leading the group. I haven't seen him that vocal in a while where he was pulling Florentine Pogba back to talk about positioning. He pulled Justin Merrim right. back to talk about positioning. He really was helping this team get through those tough moments. And he was also 
both skilled. The save in the second half when mm-hmm. he got down with his left hand. And lucky when only Giassi's artists could miss that one that Brian Fernandez missed in the first half. Uh, from about two feet away, put it over the bar. Dom Dwyer might compete with Dom, Yeah, Dom Dwyer could, might miss that too. Um, but it was, I was talking to Frank before we were talking, uh, and I just said it's a professional win. And he agreed. Um, you know, Atlanta United has gotten to a point. I kind of laugh when I look at Twitter and other teams are complaining about, oh, we have a midweek game. Like, Atlanta United has had a midweek game every week except for a stretch in June. And so I asked Gressel, is this a point that y'all are on autopilot now? You just kind of know this is how we handle it, this is what we do. And he said, yeah. I mean, we're on a good run, we're on a good stretch, we're in a rhythm now. Um, so it's working out. And it'll continue Friday, Orlando, Tuesday, Minnesota, gigantic game for the U.S. Open Cup and a berth in the CONCACAF Champions League. And then the showdown with Philadelphia, in which they can really push them back because the Union have a really tough stretch to end their schedule. Yeah, we were talking about it because there was a tweet that made the rounds um, after the game tonight about is there a clear-cut number two behind LAFC when you look around this league right now? And and I think it's kind of obvious it has to be Atlanta because they've been able to deal with these moments a little bit of autopilot, yeah, but I, I think now things are ingrained about the way this team plays its best at the moment. It's organized defensively, although tonight there were some issues with that. It's going to happen from time to time. You recovered and you handled it okay. But what I was really impressed with was they were relentless in putting pressure on Portland center backs early who were very shaky in the early going. They played pretty direct early on and put them under pressure. And then as the night went on, they kept putting pressure on this Portland back line that was just an absolute mess. Yeah, well, the, you know, Portland was throwing numbers forward. It was crazy how far they, they were to, getting they up the field. They couldn't defend anything. And Atlanta United had so much space. They kept attacking. Ezequiel Barco and Pinti Martinez could not buy goals tonight. and they But they kept getting in good, good chances, good spots, just couldn't score. Barco got uh, stopped by... Uh, Clark, Clark made Clark. a great save yeah, on, on one. Barco passed up a shot on another. Uh, Atlanta United could have been two to nothing up within a minute after Leandro's goal, and Pitti scuffed a shot. Uh, I said like a lob wedge for me out of the rough, kind of a shank, kind of a thing. Uh, Pitti had five shots, none on goal, but he was getting in really good spots, and that's the good yeah. thing. Skim the top, skim the top of the net with one that yep. was really close. Yeah. I think he had another one in the second half that was really close and just right. a little wide. Pitti was was dangerous all night long. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that jumped out to Mike and I as we were doing the full time report, it's something that I've been looking at this season. Last year and in 2017, Atlanta really wasn't a team that beat you on the dribble a lot. They, they got into space and beat you with speed, but they didn't win 1v1 duels dribbling. This year they do, and tonight they were better at that than they usually are. Pitti, five dribbles that he won. Merrim with four. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was Pitti with four, Nagby with five, and then Merrim with three. When you're able to do that and you pass the way this team does, you create the 1v1 opportunities and you have players who can win those 1v1s and win those 1v1 dribbling battles, you're going to be able to break most teams down one way or another. I thought Merrim had an outstanding game. Uh, people forget, and I forget sometimes, he had never, he's never played left wing back yeah. before. 
Um, there were two plays in the second half. He got back once to break up a counter and then got back again to steer away a back post cross. That one was um, excellent. That, that was a huge, huge effort by Miram. Uh, on the other side, the pass from Gressel to Joseph, we would have been talking about that if not for Joseph's finish. <laughs> um, just a one-time, over-Taylor, dipping, curling shot. Both plays in that sequence were just fantastic pieces of skill. We did talk about the pass. Um, I, I called it obscene. Like, it was that good. I split three defenders, I Four. Think. Four. Was he got four? four. He yeah. got four with it. It's ridiculous. And the finish, yeah. I mean, it's like we were so focused on the pass, we didn't even talk about the finish and how great it was. I need to go back and see. That may have been Joseph's first goal from outside the penalty box this season. It was outside. Uh, it was just outside. So, you know, that's impressive. Um, I thought, I know Diego Valeri created four chances, but I thought his influence probably wasn't as great as we've seen in other games. Uh, I thought Lorenowitz and Nagby did a good job on him. Uh, Jeremy uh, Ebobise, or Ebobise, mm-hmm. I can never pronounce his last name correctly, who I like as a player. I forgot he was even on the field tonight. He needs to play up top as a nine. I don't like when Savarese puts him out wide and puts Fernandez as the nine. I think they're better flip-flopped. So uh, Atlanta United will fly back tomorrow. Um to Atlanta. I think we're all on the same flight. It must be the first flight out of Portland uh, <laughs> tomorrow from PDX here. I'm assuming the team is going to get Tuesday off, be back on Wednesday for a regen kind of a day. They fly to Orlando on Thursday, so they get to sit on this first place until at least Friday um, because Philadelphia doesn't play again until Saturday when it hosts uh, D.C., a struggling D.C. United team. You get Orlando City, who is unbeaten in four in league play. Uh, Two wins at home, two good points on the road in Toronto and Minnesota. And Mauricio Pereira, their new number 10. He broke into the lineup last night in Minnesota, played in the second half. He's a player that can make them far more threatening. Now, he's not going to be fully in sync with his teammates, but I would expect that he goes straight into the lineup on Friday night. Yep, that makes sense to me. They need uh, that playmaker. We obviously must remind Orlando has yet to beat Atlanta United. I'm sure they would like nothing more than to beat Atlanta United, particularly in this scenario because they coughed up three points last week, three points that would have put them into sixth in the East, and now they're still on the outside looking in to the playoffs. I do think they're going to be in the playoff race by the end of the season. I think they're, they're they do have a lot of talent on that team. They're still trying to figure out how to use it. Um, but Friday is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you want two special stats from tonight? Sure. John Strong joined us on the full-time report for just a minute. Oh, and he told guy. us that, yeah, he's great. He said that this was the first time that a team had come into Providence Park and beaten the Timbers by multiple goals in a couple of years. Oh, wow. Um, and here's your, your crazy stat when it comes to Atlanta United. I was very proud to find this. Ezekiel Barco, when he is in the starting lineup on the road, Atlanta has won their last five. That is in a really all odd stat. I think Atlanta United is now fourteen one and two when they score first. Yeah, this year too. That's right. Some That's sort correct. of crazy stat like that. Um, 
Jason, how do people find you on social media, and what do you have upcoming? Uh, long shoe on social media. Um, I will not be on soccer down here tomorrow because we are traveling back as well, and I am not doing a show in the morning. It's not happening. Don't even think about it. You can listen to John Nelson and Nick Leafy do soccer over there slash soccer down here from the Brewhouse Cafe tomorrow from 6 to 8. Um, I will be on a plane somewhere across the middle of the country at that point. We'll be back on Tuesday with an overreaction Tuesday, I guess, to talk about this one and everything else going on. And then uh, John and I will be back on the call for the twos on Wednesday, who, who won this week as well. Yeah, that's, I think, the third time this year that uh, Atlanta United and Atlanta United 2 have won on the same weekend. Six-point weekends are Something fun. like that. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I'm going to be on Jason Davis's show on SiriusXM at 1 p.m. Eastern to talk about this game. So I hope that you'll listen to Jason's amazing show. I love the work uh, that Jason Longshore does in addition to Jason Davis and the Something guys about the name. And, and the guys on Counterattack. Uh, I like the football show too. Um, there's only one gap in that programming <laughs> that I don't particularly appreciate, but that's neither here nor there. Um, all right, so again, summing up, Atlanta United defeats Portland 2 to nothing here at beautiful Providence Park, my favorite MLS venue, and that does include Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, I love Mercedes-Benz Stadium, but this is just a really cool place to watch a game. It's really close. It's in my top three. My, my top three are the Benz, obviously, for obvious reasons. Stad Saputo in this one. I am not a fan of Stad Saputo oh, at all. I love Stad uh, The working conditions for us are not very good. For um, us, they're amazing. Yeah, for us, they, Sorry. they absolutely stink. You can hang out in the booth with us next time. Uh, <laughs> goals from Leandro Gonzalez-Perez, who kind of just bounced off of him and went into the goal, but it's a goal. A kind of a 18-yard, 20-yard, beautiful strike by Joseph Martinez. Atlanta United improves to 45 points. Any tie with Philadelphia top the East, but Atlanta United has it on goal difference. Atlanta United will go to Orlando on Friday. Joseph Martinez scores in his 11th consecutive MLS game, extending his league record for history. That's not just this season, for history. Uh, extends his league uh, record for goals in three consecutive seasons. I think that gives him 71 now, something like that. Um, yes. And the 12th shutout for Atlanta United this season. 50th regular season win in club history. There you go. Another fantastic stat from Jason Longshore. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I hope you'll consider subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Atlanta United defeats Portland 2 to nothing at Providence Park. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody. It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years, and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities. Atlanta's thriving art scene. And the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. 
So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologeticallyATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.